Hey, this is Sophia. And this is Natasha. And welcome to another episode of Winter's Blooms Talks, which is an extension of our website, Winter's Bloom. Hello, um, and welcome to our uh, Winter's Bloom Full Moon Reflection for the month of June we're in now. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Um, and if you have followed along on our website, um, this month's or yeah, this month's full moon theme was about a disagreement that you had had and how that disagreement played out and how you handled it. Um, so we are actually going to be talking about a disagreement that Sophia and I both had together. Uh, so now I will pass it over to Sophia to give us a little bit more context about that disagreement. <laughs> Thanks, Natasha. Um, I guess a slight disclaimer, disclaimer, me and Natasha have had, I feel, on my part at least, very few um, disagreements, and I'm not even sure if this one counts. Um, but I do think it was definitely an exercise of coming together and understanding different perspectives. So um, just in case anyone's like, oh, this isn't a disagreement, what are we talking about? This is this is why we've chosen this um, particular instance. <laughs> So to set the scene a bit, um, me and Natasha were both living in Scotland. This is uh, this took place last year, and we um, decided to go f- to on a day trip to um, Donata Castle. We were debating how to pronounce that, and I searched on Google, and everyone had different pronun- pronunciations of it. So I'm sorry if I'm butchering it, but it was a castle um, that was in Aberdeen area. Um, and essentially, um, me and Natasha probably hadn't seen each other for like a, a while, maybe like a month. Um, so we were like catching up. Um, actually, no, that's a lie. We saw each other the week before <laughs> we booked the trip. But the point was we were catching up. Um, and <laughs> before, like a couple of weeks before, um, I had um, directed this um, cultural showcase for my university. And it was... Um, a showcase which uh, I had invited Natasha to, but unfortunately she couldn't attend. And so we basically had a kind of, that's kind of like what the discussion was a bit about, but it was an approach from, um, I didn't approach it with kind of a premeditated idea that we were going to talk about that particular um, situation. What had happened was that a day or two before, Um, I had a conversation with my flatmate, Safa, who came up to me and was just like, oh, Sophia, I I like to do this thing where I ask my friends for feedback (laughs) about myself. So things that I'm good at doing as a friend and things that you feel that I could improve on. Um, And so we had that conversation, me and Safa, and I also asked her for feedback as well. And from that um, conversation, it was just a really eye-opening, an eye-opening experience and a really great way to ask for feedback when you're kind of not in like a heated situation or um, in a situation where you're less receptive um, to receive that feedback. So I kind of went into the conversation just more wanting feedback and just, you know, something that me and Natasha could kind of talk about to work on our friendship and like make it stronger, but also to um, work on ourselves as well. And I think the back the like context of me um, even bringing up that suggesting that activity was that we were talking about like authenticity. I just remember that was like a strong like theme that kept on coming up that day. 
and we're talking about how you can be your like authentic self and yeah so that's just a bit about what we were talking about and how that conversation came to be um so I, I guess I'll say things from my perspective from now on and then Natasha can give her perspective of things um but yeah so I went ahead and I guess um I told Natasha in terms of what I feel that she really offers me in um our friendship is her openness um her ability to challenge my perspectives but in a way that is um always respectful and always considerate of um my views and my feelings um and her nurturing side I mean I'm sure there's some I, I can't remember exactly word for word what I said but those are the thing, the three things that if you know she was to ask me now again that's what would come up um and then the one thing that I said for like feedback um, was was linked to the the fact that Natasha couldn't come to the showcase, but it wasn't just like that one instance. So I wasn't trying to, I didn't think at least, I wasn't trying to like um, shove that into the conversation. It was just more that um, as we've mentioned and as Natasha's mentioned as well on our website and on our podcast, um, Natasha lost her mum. And um, there have been periods um, over the years when her grief shows up in different ways and at different times. And it just so happened to be that that was one of the times um, where she was going through that cycle of grief. Um, And I felt in that moment, putting aside my ego, of course, there was like part of me that felt like upset that she couldn't come and support me. And, you know, it was something... Um, I was working on the whole year and Natasha had been to some rehearsals so I was really like excited for her to see the kind of final product but putting aside um, my ego I think it was just I felt well I mean this is still my ego (laughs) I felt that um, I felt helpless in that I, I didn't know how to be of more help in those moments um and I felt that Natasha like in those moments Natasha withdrew and it almost felt like it, I don't know, I kind of questioned like, oh, does she not like trust me to share what she's going through or, and I know I, I couldn't hundred percent understand because that's not my lived experience. Um, but that was like one, one moment where, yeah, it was a moment where I, I felt that maybe Natasha didn't trust as deeply in our friendship as I did. So I guess, yeah, it does really go back to my ego, but that was um, my piece of feedback um, kind of for her to be more open. And I think I mentioned this at the time, if I had more of like a lead up or like indication that she was feeling that way, um, then I, I guess I could have been a bit more like aware and a bit more prepared that, okay, so Natasha might not be coming. Um, and then I would have been, I feel maybe a bit less disappointed, but that's my side of the story. So Natasha, um, what do you remember from that conversation? Yeah. So I guess maybe a little bit um, more background of like what happened leading up to our day trip and to our conversation about this. Um, So Sophie and I initially met during my junior year abroad and her first year of university. And during that year, we both took part in um, this dance showcase for the African Caribbean Society, uh, which morphed over the next few years into this cultural showcase that Sophia was um, kind of head heading and um, directing. Um, and so 
I knew because we had been talking about it basically for that whole academic year about all of the hard work that she was putting in and all of the ideas that she had. And I think I even went out to um, her university for a few fundraising evenings um, that they had hosted. At least I think it was a fundraising evening. Correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, so it was basically something that was building up for the entire academic year. Um, And then, yeah, for, I mean, I had been pretty open with Sophia since my mom had passed about how, you know, the cycle, the grief that I experienced definitely is a cycle. And sometimes I'll be very far deep into it and sometimes I'll cycle back up from it. Um, But the, I think the few weeks leading up to the actual event, I could feel that I was starting to go more deeper into my grief or more deeply into my grief. And um, as people who know me very well know, I tend to clam up um, when I am experiencing intense emotions and I just want to be on my, on my own and be by myself, uh, which I know is not the most productive. Um, but I didn't reach out until a few days before because I kept going back and forth in my mind because I knew that this was super important to Sophia and I didn't want to cancel on her and disappoint her because... Um, you know, we had been talking about it for so long and I was really excited to attend and to be there. And so I just kept putting it off, which is also not a very good thing. Um, because if I had just been honest from the beginning, I think it, it probably would have, um, I don't know, it it would have like let you into what I was going through and also shown that, like you're saying, shown that trust in our relationship. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, and I think also what is interesting is when we actually not, I didn't, I think when we first started, when you introduced that activity, I kind of knew that that would come up and not that I was like, oh, Sophia is going to bring this situation up. It was just that I think it was weighing very heavily on my conscience. And I was like, okay, if Sophia doesn't bring it up, then I will bring it up because I think this is something that I know that I messed up in this situation, even though I was kind of going through my own stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, um, I think, again, I don't remember exactly what I said in the moment either, but I do remember, or like just even now, if, if Sophia, you were to ask me these questions again, I know that in our friendship, I very much value the wisdom that you offer and like the willingness to, you know, have conversations with me that, you know, you might not have patience to have with other people or basically just, I feel that I learn so much from you because you show, you give me space to ask these questions and to learn from you. Um, and I also really value, I think that, you know, just personality wise, we are very similar and our connection is very strong. And I think that that comes from, you know, partly something that we can't explain that we felt very close very soon, but also partly because we have put in the work to nurture this relationship um, and that we are always there to show up for each other. And we say it a lot, but we also, at least I feel from my end, I don't feel that I necessarily have to hear that from you or to say that to you just to know that our friendship is strong. Mm. Um, And then I think, again, I can't 100% remember, but I think one of the pieces of feedback that I did give to you is that I think that you have very high standards or like you have very rigid 
mm-hmm. expectations about certain situations or certain people. And not that that's a bad thing, because I think it's absolutely important to know what you want um, in a relationship or in a situation or an environment that you're in. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I remember that was part of my feedback is maybe maintaining those uh, standards and those ideals, but also having a little bit of room to go with the flow, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I, you can feel free to comment on anything that I said, but I also wanted to ask, so I kind of wanted to get into more of the dynamic that we have between us. Um, and I was just wondering if you had any insights into um, like any of the factors or the underlying aspects of our relationship, I guess, that made you feel comfortable to bring up that activity? Um, before I respond to that question, I just wanted to reply to your um, feedback because I feel like even to this day, that conversation has been a really important one. And whilst I might not remember the exact words and everything that was said, like it definitely is a conversation that's like imprinted on me. Um, because Safa's feedback was exactly the same thing that Natasha said I kind of I I knew it about myself but it's kind of like when someone's holding up a mirror to your face and it's like you know you kind of can't be in denial (laughs) people on the outside are noticing things about your character trait so it's something that definitely like I, I am still working on it but I think it's allowed me like over the last year to be more to be more understanding to myself and to others. And I feel like I've had so many tests in this year alone where if I hadn't, like if we hadn't had that conversation, if I hadn't put in the work that I'm still putting in, I would have been so much more harsher with myself or with other people. And it would have, it would just have caused so much more pain um, because of those really high and rigid standards that I have. Um, So I want to say thank you for (laughs) allowing us to have that conversation. Um, and I guess kind of moving on to your question of what made me feel comfortable to have that conversation. I think, as you have mentioned, we have a very strong um, foundation to our friendship. And I agree that it's not something that I feel that we both kind of like, I don't feel like we need to verbalize that. Um, I think it's something that's felt and understood between us. But I think because we have always had um, conversations that are respectful and like I said, we couldn't really even pinpoint a real fight. <laughs> so that's why we came with this like disagreement. Um, I think because we have nurtured that space and have also set those standards for ourselves of how we wish to be spoken to and how we wish to interact and treat one another in our relationship, it provided that space to allow a conversation like this to happen. Um, I think as well, because we are both secure in our friendship And also, whilst obviously not like, I don't think anyone is ever 100% secure in themselves, but I think we've also done a lot of work individually with ourselves to to be okay with receiving feedback in a way that is meant to help us grow. Um, So I think those are the two main factors that made this conversation comfortable and also rewarding and um, beneficial. How about for you? Yeah, you know, I I think because well, so there I think exactly what you said. Um I won't I won't repeat what you said cuz I think you put it very well. But I think from my perspective also knowing internally that the way I handled that situation wasn't the best and the fact that that was kind of weighing on my conscience um 
it was almost like you know when say when people say that like oh they're acting out because um they're asking for help kind of thing um i felt i felt that that was kind of like i knew that that needed to come up and i think that i was ready to face that and that you and you know there's so many times we've said it in podcasts and um on a winter's bloom like our platform too there have been so many times when i've just read something that you've posted and been like wow i really needed to hear those words today mm. and so i think that was another physical example of like a physical conversation that we've had where there was something that was weighing on me and it needed to come out and you provided the, i don't know the way for it to come out um so i don't know yeah i know that not everyone has that kind of like I don't know. I mean, maybe people do have that connection and they either are aware of it or aren't aware of it. I don't know. Um, but I also wanted to ask you too, um, like maybe to take us through the process of your emotions as we were having that conversation. Like, I don't know about you, but I know that I experienced a little bit of defensiveness and I had to kind of like actively put that aside so that we could have this kind of conversation. So I was just wondering, yeah, if you could walk us through your process of emotions. Mm. Yeah, I think the defensiveness is like a natural, <laughs> a natural feeling that a conversation like this will have or <laughs> will inspire. Um, but yeah, I definitely, there definitely was like a bit of defensiveness, but only because I knew that what you were saying was 100% true. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel like, I mean, at least that's, that's how I usually tend to get defensive when I don't want to acknowledge something that I know is, is true. Um, I think like what I remember back to that, that feeling and even now talking about it a bit like I'm getting like a bit of feeling of vulnerability because it is a vulnerable conversation to have um and I don't think that vulnerability goes away no matter how like deeply you trust the other person because it is you know opening up your feelings and I kind of was just like oh it's like one of those things where I'm telling you what I wanted from you and you couldn't provide from me and I've always felt not really well more so in romantic relationships um but I feel like the feeling is quite similar where, you know, I've had to like voice something like a disappointment. Um, and I kind of have often not berated myself, but kind of been hard on myself to be like, oh, you shouldn't have had expectations in the first place, you know? Um, and whilst, well, I'm of two minds about that. I feel like I people don't really I, like, okay, just on a more... <sighs> over sweeping level people don't owe you anything but then obviously you get into relationships with people um platonic or whatever romantic and otherwise and then these expectations come and I think there is like that balance of having reasonable expectations from that relationship um but also not kind of just expecting it if that makes sense um so yeah I felt like I was kind of vulnerable in that in that moment because I was telling you something that I kind of expected from you, but then it was also like, do I even really have a right to be like, oh, you should have been there, you know, or not you should have been there, but I really wanted you there. Um, so yeah, those were the main, the main feelings that I can remember. How about you? Well, you said defensiveness, but anything else? <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, it's, I think it's really important that the activity you suggested had both the, um, you know, like the the good things and the more challenging things that you, um, or that we each reflect back to each other. And so I think 
you know, when we were going through the the good parts or like the parts that we really enjoy about each other, obviously, um, I think, you know, it, it's always good to kind of stoke your ego a little bit. <laughs> um, and so that, like, I remember feeling very happy and also kind of like what you're saying about um, the mirror is I feel that the things that you pointed out about me and I feel, at least I feel the things that I pointed out, out about you were things that we both knew internally, but sometimes it helps to have someone reflect that back onto you because you know sometimes you forget or you convince yourself out of it or whatever it might be um so I definitely did feel and I I feel weird saying this but almost like a sort of pride that that's the way that you felt about our friendship um because you know obviously I value our friendship very well um or very much um but yeah and then definitely a defensiveness when you brought up that whole situation. And, and it's funny because I, you know, like I've been saying, I knew that that needed to come up because it was weighing heavily on me. Um, so I feel like I shouldn't have felt defensive because it was like, I was going to bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> um, but still there's something about, you know, like, I think, I think what it is too, is that I was kind of ashamed of the way that I handled it. Um, even though I had, you know, every right to, and even though I had a justification for it, not necessarily that you even need a justification but mm-hmm. I think I, yeah I just felt ashamed because I knew that I was letting you down and so I feel that anytime you feel shame it's really hard to not get defensive uh, when someone points it out to you and it's one of those things that I don't know I just feel that shame and this is super theoretically because I still feel shame all the time but shame is one of those things that it's just it's such a barrier to everything and it's just one of those emotions that holds you back from everything like I mean to be fair I do feel that shame plays a certain role in small quantities or in small doses Mm. but when it comes to personal growth and I don't know I don't exactly know what I'm trying to say but I feel that shame shame can just really be something that holds myself and I'm assuming other people back as well Mm. yeah and I think um Part of that is, even with the defensiveness, I feel like both defensiveness and shame is because, or like the the reasons why they can be so um, crippling in conversations is because we're not really taught to to deal with those emotions up front and to deal with it in the presence of someone else. Um, And I, yeah, I feel like, again, kind of (laughs) not tooting our own horn, but like at Winter's Bloom, I feel like part of our friendship has really seeped into Winter's Bloom and how we want to have conversations um, and the type of conversations that we want to have because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like we've not been taught, at least me growing up and like in the British society that I live in, we've not really been taught how to have conversations where you know there's no result or that there doesn't need to be like a premeditated result or like a very narrow definition of what makes this a good conversation which tends to be like you know one person's right and the other person's wrong um and so I think even those feelings of shame which I agree with I think are important balancing checks at certain points of our lives um I also just feel have been tarnished as just like negative emotions to have so that it just makes it difficult to have conversations because you immediately feel like you are in the this like prescripted role of like loser of the conversation or you know because you carry that shame and that's like not something you're meant to carry into the conversation 
Yeah, you know, I want to kind of echo what you're talking about as well, because, um, you know, as you were speaking, there's this saying in Filipino communities and Filipino culture called walang hiya, and um, it doesn't exactly translate to this, but essentially in English, that means like without shame. And that's like one of the worst things that someone can say to you is that you're without shame. And mm -hmm. while my mom and my dad never actually said that to me, um, I think in many ways there was some of those undercurrents of, you know, to kind of know your place, which I also think is important. Like, I'm not saying that that's not important, but um, yeah, like, I don't think I was ever really taught to talk about those moments that I felt ashamed. And also just mm -hmm. to kind of like acknowledge that moment that we shared and like, really thank you for like, bringing up that activity, because I think it was an opportunity for us to explore, like create this communal healing over shames that we both felt. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that is really important. Um, and so that's something that I guess kind of like leads into the next question um, is have you ever used, I mean, we know that you've used this activity with Safa, um, but have you ever used it with anyone else? And what, what were the results if you did? Um, I think I haven't really, well, I'm trying to like recall. I feel like I've, I've done it kind of in, not maybe in the exact same, I haven't approached in the same way. I've been like, oh, give me a feedback or um, what you think I, I offer well. But especially during lockdown, I feel like um, with my family and my sisters in particular, um, and my middle sister, <laughs> I can't re reveal her identity, um, she says on <laughs> social media. But um, we've kind of had conversations where, you know, she's like, in, in a way, giving me unsolicited feedback. But I think the fact that we had practice that activity kind of just made me a lot more receptive to to that feedback and kind of helped me lower my ego and my pride to accept what she was saying to me um I feel like it's definitely something I would do again um in a in a meaningful relationship and it's maybe it's something I've done with one other friend um but it's just kind of like I don't know I just feel like that setting was like the perfect setting to do it because and the conversation we were having as well just really like flowed into this activity um but yeah I think it's it's one of those activities where you have to actively kind of carve out the space um to have that conversation and also again like I said to do it at a time where like emotions aren't high because I feel like this sort of conversation does come up but it just tends to be especially like the part where it's like asking for feedback tends to be when you're already in a disagreement and then it's not constructive and you know people aren't really going to take on board what you're saying when when they're emotionally um on like an emotional high of some sort so yeah it's definitely something I would want to do again um how about you have you tried it out with anyone else yeah, so I'm really grateful that you brought up the whole concept of timing and environment because, so this was actually before we ever had this conversation, um, but I, so I was in this work environment where I felt that my boss, for whatever reason, just like did not really like me. I was probably projecting, um, but I think, you know, when you get those moments where you can tell that someone is just really like holding back and is distant or whatever. Yeah. Um. So... Anyway, I kind of realized that like, and it's different because it was a professional environment, but I was like, you know what? I really want to get a, a group of 
of this because I don't feel comfortable and I don't feel that I can show up as my best employee in this kind of working environment. So I actually approached her and I was like, hey, um, you know, I'm I'm really valuing the experience that I'm getting here. And I was wondering if you could give me feedback on my performance. Like, what are things that I could improve on? What are things that you think are valuable? Um, and she never she never followed up. Like, this, I remember we were having this conversation face to face and she was like, you know what? Um, I'll have to think about that. And she kind of acted surprised. Um, and then she never followed up with it. So I think timing is absolutely perfect. And also like being aware of the relationship that you hold mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, because some people just won't engage in the conversation for whatever reason. And I don't know her. I don't know her reasons why um, it would be really interesting to find out. I don't know how I would ever find out. Um, but in terms of like actually doing this activity, I haven't done this formal activity I think there are a few relationships that I can think of where this is almost kind of like a constant thing, you know, and much more unfor- or informal, um, where we kind of like give each other feedback in little ways, um, sometimes more snipey ways, sometimes less snipey ways, um, but we're always kind of able to come back and either put our ego aside and apologize for the way we handled it or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I haven't ever done this activity in such a formal way. I do, I am kind of curious to do it and do it more actively in some of my other relationships and just to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I am aware that Sophia, we are running to time. I was wondering if there's any last little tidbits or words of wisdom that you wanted to add or anything you wanted to comment on before we head out. Uh, Yeah, I think just even having this conversation and kind of reliving it or um, revisiting it has been, I'm already feeling, again, really inspired to reflect on the things that I do well as a friend and to enhance that and also to carry on working on myself on the the things that I know need improvement. So I would really urge um, any of you who want to kind of deepen or improve your relationships to um, take the time out to have a kind of constructive relation, uh, constructive relationship, sorry, a constructive um, conversation um, with that other significant person. And I know there are so many different um, resources online that can facilitate that conversation if you're stuck for a way to approach it. Um, there's one uh, YouTube uh, channel that I'm subscribed to, which is called Skin Deep. Um, and they have a card game, which is called The And Game. And they, there are different cards based on like different relationships, but the questions are meant to be um, questions that help to grow the intimacy of your relationship and also to have conversations that might be a bit more difficult. And there's also the School of Life, which has like a similar card game thing. Um, and of course, just like the internet, I'm sure you can search for questions if you are maybe a bit scared to approach having that conversation, you know, like approach it as a game. Um, to begin with but I think it it does leave room for more meaningful conversations and it makes it easier when you want to have more of these sorts of conversations in the future yeah I think I think you're absolutely right and this is something that I think I'm going to try to actively bring into more of my relationships because yeah I think having this conversation um, made me feel very inspired as well Um, so thank you Sophia for initially introducing this uh, this game for our relationship Um, we, this will be the end of our full moon reflections. Thank you everyone for tuning in. 
Um, we also just wanted to let you all know and remind you, if you weren't able to attend our um, poetry open mic night, that for the months of June and July, we will be donating 100% of the proceeds from our book sales to Unicorn Riot, which is a nonprofit media organi organization that supports artists and journalists to expose the root of social justice and environmental um, issues. Um, and so, yeah, we will have the links to both of our books, uh, The Snake and the Cuttlefish and The Tender Places of Worn Out Fibers, which unfortunately are only now available or are only available on Amazon now. Um, but yeah, if you have gifts to get or if you would like to read some of our poems, please, please purchase them during the months of June and July. Because um, yeah, we'll be donating all of those proceeds to support that organization. We uh, all right, and with that, we will sign off. And thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.